This is Bridget Masenga on SAFM. Devin joins me on uh, the line this morning, and uh, he's written a book called Get Over It. Uh, it sounds rather harsh, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that uh, he will tell us a little bit more about why this particular title and how it all relates to uh, his journey. Good morning to you, Devin. How are you doing? Good morning, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And I just think sometimes people need a bit of tough love. Yes. And does, does that include yourself? Like, uh, because, you know, when you sort of read the synopsis of the book, uh, it really documents the story of, of yourself as a first time author um, and, and chronicles your, your journey, which, uh, from what we know, began in a rather horrible, horrible way at the tender age of 15 with a really bad decision that involved tequila and everything kind of spiraled downhill from there. Absolutely. So I think for myself, my biggest escape was drinking and mm. drugs. So throughout my 20s, I found myself stuck in a crippling cycle of addiction and alcoholism. Mm. But to, to make it relevant for your listeners, we all have something that we're trying to escape from. Yes. Whether it's pain, pain from our past, mommy issues, daddy issues, so childhood trauma of rejection, abandonment, betrayal, abuse, mm. disapproval, whatever it may be. And the reason why I titled the book Get Over It is that for so long, we don't face our pain. Mm. We run away. We find escapes, whether that's relationships, our careers can become an escape. So it doesn't have to be something as severe as alcohol or drugs. Yeah. And at some point in your life, if you are stuck and if mm. you're not moving forward and if you're not growing and healing, mm. you can have excuses, you can blame and point the finger, or you can get over it. And every person has to come to that point where the desire to change mm. is greater than their desire to stay the same. Oh, I like that. The desire to change is greater than the desire to stay the same. So let's back paddle for, you know, to satisfy the curiosity of, of my producers uh, who, who want to know the specifics. Uh, so the sure. journey begins at that, that, that moment as a 15-year-old where you then do the unthinkable, uh, you know, and you accept this debt to down a bottle of tequila. I think in their vivid imaginations, they've now colored in what, uh, you know, is, is interesting scenes from some great horror on Netflix. Um, because we want to know what happened. So you, you accept the challenge and life changes how from then onwards? So in that moment, it was the moment after getting halfway through that bottle of tequila before I started becoming violently ill, because at 15, I hadn't been a big drinker. Mm. But what I discovered when I went home, my mother was angry. I was vomiting everywhere. Mm. I was drunk. I couldn't even hold myself up. And I remember standing in the corner of my room. Mm. And as my mother was coming towards me, in a moment of complete terror and fear, mm. the only thing I knew what to do is to hit out in front of me. And I actually hit my mother and I shattered her cheekbones. So Ooh. in that moment, I discovered how aggressive and violent I became mm. under the influence of alcohol. And alcohol had the most debilitating negative effect where now five years clean and sober, mm. I'm kind, I serve, I look to inspire people and build them up. Mm. But the second that I have consumed alcohol, I become a monster. I become a different person who is selfish, self-centered, aggressive, narcissistic, controlling, and all the bad things that come with it. Mm. So some people can go have 
a bottle of wine and, and they become happy and fun. Mm. But there are a lot of other people where alcohol just does not sit right with their system. Yeah. And I'm one of those people where one is never enough mm. and I just have no stop button. And uh-huh. throughout my 20s, the, the self-hatred for me was my rock bottom. Mm. Looking in the mirror and hating the man that was staring back at me. And my behavior as an alcoholic addict where I would use people, I was dishonest, manipulative, divisive. Mm. Hating the man that I saw looking back in the mirror was the greatest rock bottom and empty feeling and feeling of loneliness that I needed in order to want to change. Mm. I was actually going to ask you, Devin, that, you know, what was then the turning point for you? Because it was a number of years in this very self-destructive cycle. Sure. And I was obsessive around business as well mm. but I wasn't I wasn't a good human being I was manipulative divisive mm. and dishonest so I always had financial success in anything that I did mm. but the guilt and the shame that I carried with me for how I treated people is what made me hate the person that I had become mm. and at 33 years old I went on a six-day bender in Cape Town mm. and at the end of that six days I just my brother walked in on day six and said where have you been my phone had been off I hadn't delivered jobs that were outstanding for corporates who had already taken deposits. Mm. And I just sat in that moment, I burst into tears. And at 33 years old, after this never-ending cycle, I finally had been brought to my knees. And I said, I need help. Mm. So that was my greatest moment of surrender and acceptance that I couldn't do it by myself. Mm. And I think for, for a lot of your listeners, we, we deal with pain. We deal with these challenges and obstacles in our life. And for some reason, we feel like we've got to keep it to ourselves. We feel undeserving and unworthy of receiving help. Mm. But we are not an island. And there are some situations where throwing up your hands and saying, I don't have all the answers, can be the moment where change begins. And for me, that was in four months of inpatient rehab. Mm. So the very next day, I flew to the south coast in Durban, spent four months in an inpatient facility. Mm. And those four months changed my life because for the first time since I was a child, I got to face the stuff that I was running away from. Mm. Abandonment from my father, having to be the breadwinner in my family. There were so many patterns Mm. that I just didn't want to face. And for the first time, I had to face the music. Yeah. Uh, Author Devin Braff joining me on the line. Uh, He penned the book, Get Over It, um, chronicling his journey and uh, also just his turnaround moments and how he's made a success of uh, his uh, second chapter. And I think that's the thing, right, uh, Devin? You've you've mentioned it, and I think it resonates with so many of us that a lot of people carry around a lot a lot of traumas, and and to to some degree, if you don't deal with that and you keep running away from it, I mean, I'm no psychologist by any means. But if you don't deal with it and you keep running away from whatever your emotional trauma is, whatever that thing that keeps you imprisoned is, you almost become addicted to the pain of it all. You almost become addicted to that cycle uh, so much so that you, you you can't see a way of you being out of it or a way of you being separated from that pain and that hurt and that negativity. Sure, absolutely. So I want your listeners to imagine taking an acorn mm. and that acorn is the pain, the challenges, the obstacles that you're dealing with. Mm. Now, when you press an acorn into the earth, when you bury it, Mm. when it's hidden in darkness, it begins to grow. And what grows is an oak tree. Mm. So the same way, if we don't face our stuff, if we don't heal and heal through what we've gone through in life, it grows into an oak tree that just seems so 
insurmountable. Mm. Then our brain, you've got to understand the reason why I wrote this book is our own brain works against us when it comes to growth and healing. Mm. Your brain's primary function is to keep you safe. So if you think back to our reptilian Neanderthal brain, it goes, am I safe? Am I going to be eaten? So Mm. in most situations, we want to fight, freeze, or flight, run away. So to grow and heal and to face your pain, you have to go against your own best thinking. And our brain, in order to keep us safe, wants to keep us in the familiar. So if you've only ever known what it's like to feel miserable, if you've only ever known anger or sadness or been stuck in that emotion for most of your life, Mm. your own brain doesn't want to get you out of that state because being miserable feels so familiar. Mm. So you need a blueprint and you need a step-by-step process which is exactly what I offer to work against your own thinking, to reprogram your mindset, to take ownership of your past and where you are today, to cross this incredible vision for your future, and then to show up for yourself mm-hmm. and take massive action every single day. Mm-hmm. And th- this is that essential toolkit that you speak about in the book, uh, that essential life toolkit that we can all tap into in these moments of unlearning. Absolutely. So the reason why I spelled over, O-V-A, it's not written like the typical way you spell over. O-V-A stands for ownership, Mm -hmm. vision, and action. And these were the three pillars that I constantly stacked every time I relapsed, every time I needed to recreate myself. Mm. And now coming out of rehab, that empowered me to build a billion turnover business in the luxury property space within four years of coming out of rehab. Mm. And I've never been talented at anything in particular. Mm. I've only got a a matric. I never went and studied. And if I can do it, anybody can follow the process. Mm. And it's taking radical ownership of where you are and your past and letting go of the emotions that keep us stuck and captive in our own minds, the anger, resentment, guilt, shame. You can't craft a big vision for your life if you inherently feel like you're undeserving, unworthy, and not enough. So ownership is the most important pillar. Then to craft a vision that gets you excited, that's authentic to you and your journey. Mm. So when people ask me, how do you wake up at 4.35 in the morning? It's because I'm so excited to do what I do. And I have this vision that pushes me and propels me out of bed. Sleep is eating into the time that I get to show up and craft that vision that I want to achieve. And then action is the most important pillar, and that's really where rubber meets the road. And there's an interesting stat when it comes to taking action. Mm. And everybody has just set their New New Year's resolutions. 10% will, 90% won't. The numbers don't change, only the faces. And every single person needs to choose and decide, am I going to create discipline in my life? Am Mm. I going to adopt peak performance habits so that I will be the one out of 10 people to actually show up and take action. Because we've all got ideas, but very few people implement. Yeah. Uh, Devin, I mean, it's it's a beautiful story at the end. It started off, you know, uh, dark and rough, but you managed to get a grip of it and turn things around and create a success out of your life. Uh, for yourself and your family. Um, I mean, just just inspirational, uh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. For anybody wanting to get their hands on a copy of your book, I know that you do have a digital pre- uh, presence. Uh, DevonBroff.com is where you can go. Uh, for ease of access, can people also get their hands on it at uh, our local bookstores? Every local bookstore, so all the biggest book chains. Um, I'm about to do a major national roadshow with probably our biggest book chain throughout the country. Everybody would know which one that is. Exclusive. I see you number three there. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, so Melrose Art, number three on the bestsellers list. 
and uh, doing a big campaign with them in January. So they've really been amazing at supporting a local author and a local initiative. And just lastly, more than just financial success, what I want the, the listeners to experience is waking up on purpose, looking in the mirror and going, I am worthy, deserving, and so enough. Mm. so that they never again settle for mediocre in any area of their life, whether it's relationship, career, finances, hobbies. Your relationship that you have with yourself Mm. sets the tone for every other interaction you have throughout Mm. your life. And I just want listeners to experience that deep joy and contentment from loving who you are and knowing that you have a purpose to serve others, whether that's your family, your community, the world at large. There we go. Uh, you can follow. Thank you so much, Devin, for joining us this morning. By the way, you can follow Devin on uh, social media. Uh, he is on Instagram. This much I know he's always popping up on my friend uh, Jenna Dover's Instagram. They're always talking about imported cereals. Uh, <laughs> so he's also the plug for such things. If you are into imported cereals, he knows exactly where to go to get your hands on some of those. Uh, it's 22, 10 o'clock right here on Jet Set Breakfast.